Hey, welcome to the Arty Energy Stay Current newsletter podcast for January 2022. This is Daryl Bragg, president and owner of RD Energy. So I wanted to uh, talk a little bit today about where natural gas and electric prices are going here as we move into January 2022. Late last year, we saw natural gas prices increase to over $6 per MMBTU, and, and by late November, they had uh, softened up a little bit and settled at 540 per MMBTU, and then we had a very warm, much above normal December of 21, and prices really came back off. So we saw prices drop from the 540 at the end of November all the way down to closer to 350 when we got into mid-December. But by the end of December, even with all those warm temperatures, uh, prices ended up uh, going back up, uh, strengthening by the end of the month. And by the end of December, the January NYMEX settled for the month around 402 per MMBTU. So with all that warmth, I mean, we had several weeks of over 50 degree temperatures, well above normal probably 20 to 30 degrees above normal for multiple weeks in December and prices still didn't uh, couldn't break the 350 mark so again it settled at closer to 402 then as we moved into January um, we saw prices still try to go back down off the 402 level uh, got down to about 363 and currently is trading slightly under uh, 388 per MMBTU. But what we have seen is that uh, the colder temperatures have arrived, and, w- and it looks to exist through at least the 20th of January, where we should be have uh, some uh, probably averaging close to normal uh, for the uh, three weeks. So right now, uh, I'm thinking that... Uh, We'll probably be seeing prices closer to $4 uh, over that course of time. And uh, so we'll be looking ahead as as we move through the month. Will we'll colder temperatures continue throughout the rest of January? Will things get even colder or will things warm up? And right now, a lot has to do with uh, the temperatures. The uh, What we're going to see in pricing is probably going to be volatile uh, based on where temperatures go. When it warms up, we'll see prices uh, fall a little bit, and as it gets colder, so the typical supply and demand uh, driven based on temperatures is going to be a, uh, kind of the key driver when we're looking at the short term. Um, longer term, there's going to be other things at play. By the time we get to the end of winter, we'll know, do we have a storage deficit or do we have a storage surplus? And a lot of that will drive what prices will be the rest of 2022. Uh, Right now, by the end of January, we're expecting to see uh, triple-digit deficits compared to where storage was at the same time last year by the end of January. So, that uh, so at that point, you know, of course, temperatures in February and March will be very critical to where the storage levels turn out to be. So if we turn out to have temperatures uh, averaging close to normal through February and March, 
uh, we'll probably see prices still in that three fifty to four dollars. Could be three fifty to four twenty five range, and that could continue clear into spring, especially if the storage deficit is still there, and uh, we could see uh, prices stay in that uh, three fifty to four twenty five range. Um, you know, and I always say that unless something abnormally happens that we don't know that we can't see right now, uh, we can't peer around the corner and see something that uh, is heading our way or could develop quickly. But right now, uh, based on where things are, I don't think we're going to see $5 or $6 prices anymore. I think we're going to see prices probably range in that 350 to 425 range if we have a normal winter uh, the rest of the, from now through the end of the uh, March. Um, but if we th see things seriously warm up again, then uh, I think prices will try to uh, try to get back down to 350 and and try to break through that barrier uh, to get closer to 325 or even three dollars. I don't think we're going to see prices get down in below three dollars anytime soon. Uh, it'll be hard. Uh, producers just do not want prices to get much below three fifty. And um, so right now, um, I don't expect to see a lot of that happening. We're, I don't think we're, we don't have a, a big surplus of natural gas in the country. Um, so there's no really compelling reason for prices to fall too hard unless we had a very, very warm February and March. Now, that could help trigger things at least temporarily down closer to $3, but it doesn't, more than likely, with now with a La Nino happening, we're going to still get a lot more winter blocking over Alaska and over Greenland, and we'll likely see uh, some some more cold shots coming into the Midwest and Northeast, and that'll probably help keep prices in that three fifty to four twenty five as we go through the rest of winter, uh, and as as we move into spring, uh, we'll probably see prices uh, trading in that range as well, very likely. Um, especially if we have that storage deficit. A lot, again, depends on uh, we're shipping a massive amount of gas over in, via LNG, liquefied natural gas, on tankers over to Europe and Asia. And if that continues at the 12 uh, MMBTU per day to 13 MMBTU today, um, uh, that will be um, a lot of natural gas being sent over to our European and and um, and uh, Asian uh, counterparties, so I think uh, as long as that continues, then the next be next big question comes into what will natural gas and oil producers do in two thousand and twenty-two in relation to drilling. Um, early indications are that they are looking at ramping up a little bit uh, over the twenty-one and twenty-two over of twenty and twenty-one levels. Uh, drilling in in 2021 and 2020 was very stagnant, um, and uh, as as producers look to strengthen their balance sheets and pay dividends versus have a very aggressive drilling programs, so I think producers want to loosen up the purse spring, uh, purse strings a little bit and start doing some more active drilling. In 2022, it will take time for that natural gas and oil to get to market. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of natural gas associated with oil production. So, you know, if that does occur later in the year, we could see 
uh, more natural gas coming onto the market in three to six months uh, if the drilling uh, after the drilling begins. So there's a lot of there's not that many factors that it's affecting prices. We we look at it temperatures. We're looking at production. Uh, we're looking at demand, and the typical supply and demand pictures that is coming into play is how much production do we have, how much demand do we have, what kind of cold temperatures do we have, and those type of things is going to continue to uh, help help us kind of zero in on the, the supply and demand balance or imbalance that we're going to have throughout 2022. Uh, right now, again, I don't see anything uh, where prices are going to go too low, below the 350 to three and a quarter. Um, but I also don't see any reason why prices are going to go above uh, 425. Um, you know, yes, there's uh, speculators can really drive the market temporarily for short-term spurts when they when they decide to really buy something and and kind of push up prices or sell the market and push down prices. But absent of that happening, um, I, th I don't see prices being too uh, too volatile. But but they're still going to be quite a bit higher than where we saw prices in early 2021, the first half of 2021, and especially 2019 and 20. We're probably not going to see prices back to those levels um, for a while. So um, so that's kind of where we kind of always want to talk about a buying strategy. Um, you know, we I see too many consumers that wait until you know, right when their contract renewal end date, whether it's electric or natural gas, they they look and say, well, I'm not going to do anything until I get to my, you know, about a month before my contract is up. And then I'm going to look at the market and find something and, and kind of possibly wait and see who happens to call me when, um, when it's time for me to have a contract renewal. Well, that is really not going to pay off for customers right now. They, you know, really, we, we believe a strategy, um, looking at a, looking at prices now, even if you have a contract that's not up for another year, year and a half, we like to work with customers to look at prices now, kind of benchmark them, and then start watching and monitoring price trends, looking for buying opportunities, and helping advise and guide uh, our customers as we look at all of our different uh, portfolio of suppliers and get their best prices and then monitor those prices looking for the best time to buy. Because oftentimes, the best time to buy during the course of, as you look toward your renewal date, is not going to be the 30 days before your contract is up. It's very likely going to be three months, six months, nine months, or a year before your contract is up is going to be the best time to uh, make an, a new purchase uh, for your contract that will end, say, a year from now. So even when you're looking at prices now or in the next couple of months for a contract that doesn't end for another six months to a year to a year and a half, that doesn't mean that contract will start now. It means that we're looking ahead to when your current contract ends, what does the market give us today? What will it give us as we go through time? And when does that dip occur and we find a good buying opportunity to advise you and so you, we can all talk about it and decide, is this the right time for you? And then you've got now a strategy in place. 
And at the same time, we'll talk to you and explore whether or not peak load management is an option for you. Can you can you shave some of your capacity costs off and, and cut your energy spend? Or can you earn actual income from demand response programs that allow you to be able to put that toward your budget, uh, your energy budget, or any other expenditure you want to spend on? You'll have it, you have the freedom to spend that money. So we have quite a few clients that participate in both peak load management and demand response. There are more a lot of industrials and schools and municipals, and they will uh, they're able to save either thousands off of their peak load management costs, uh, or they can earn thousands and or both uh, off of peak load management and demand response. So these are programs that are available that many companies. Uh, don't really uh, know much about, and we help explain what these programs are about, and we help them participate in these programs and earn the income or shave costs in addition to buying at the right time, at a good time, rather than at a at a time point in time that you don't know if that's a good time or not. And, and oftentimes, if you're just going to say, I'm going to buy you know, two weeks from tom- tomorrow, you don't know if that market is a good time or bad. So there's a, it, we really believe in strategy. We work with our customers closely. We advise them. And we kind of do all the heavy lifting on that. And then we just advise you. So you can do what you do best. You can operate your plant or your community or your school. And we do what we do best by helping um, watch market trends, benchmark pricing, and advise you of when we see opportunities existing. So we will look forward to uh, sending out the next uh, Energy Stay Current report uh, in early February. And in the meantime, feel free to reach us if, you, if, if we can be of service. So again, have a great January and uh, we'll talk to you soon.